welcome to the next episode of the Compete Waffle. My name is Alicia Edge. I'm an advanced sports dietitian and co-founder of Compete Nutrition. Now, this episode is a little bit different. I'm just going to go solo. I've already got tongue-tied. This is not a good start, team. However, I thought I would reflect on a few things because I've been getting lots of questions, particularly after discussing the difference between a finite and an infinite goal. And I was like, well... I have been doing a whole lot of personal reflection uh, the last few weeks for the main reason that by the end of last year, I was in a really tough place. I was struggling a lot. Um, I would say I was very much teetering on that um, crisis mode and crisis mode for those who aren't aware of that language is really around that disempowerment, the disengagement, the high anxiety, um, trouble sleeping, all of those types of things that I think most of us who have ever experienced that really big burnout and um, will probably be aware of. Um, some of us are in crisis mode uh, more often than others, of course, and it depends on so many different factors. And for me, it was an accumulation of varying things. I think we can be busy while still being really purposeful and feeling really high in energy. I've been extremely busy before with young kids and not getting much sleep due to kids, um, but still feeling like I'm thriving. Whereas this year I've felt like even though I've been busy and I've been getting more sleep because my kids are a little bit older, I've still felt like I have struggled. And so I don't think we can really predict how we're going to respond. And if I think about what's led me here, it's not just one thing. It's, you know, multiple things when we're looking at what 2021 threw at us, particularly personally, um, you know, I think everyone can probably appreciate this to an extent, depending on where you're located. But, you know, with lockdowns, for me, we had three young kids. Um, we owned a tech startup, uh, which is stressful anyway. Um, but alongside that, the expectation in sport was that, you know, it did continue. There was things to be done and it had to be done. And weekends don't exist in sport and there was just a multitude of things where I was feeling very um, overwhelmed and would wake daily with you know that high anxiety that lump in the chest Um, and you know homeschooling for me I really enjoy time with my kids and one of my biggest things is that I would never drop that glass ball and this year I felt like you know I dropped a lot of my glass balls when it comes to company um, family and it was really just placing me in a real survival mode if you like where I just felt like each day was actually taken by minute by minute rather than each day and that was the only way I got through it and I remember the first day back that Ruben went to school and Ruben's our oldest He's in, he was in kindy last year and he went back to school after lockdown finished and I sat on his bedroom floor, putting them to sleep, and I just wrote and journaled on my phone, like nothing fancy, guys. Um, But I just couldn't stop crying. I couldn't stop the tears because I think it was just this overwhelming sense and so much emotion and so much um, anxiety that I'd built up for so long and I hadn't let myself really feel it because there wasn't an end inside at that point. It didn't feel like it was going to end and it just felt like it was Groundhog Day and every day... You know, I worried and I worried about failing parenting. I worried about failing Ruben in terms of his schooling. I worried about failing our staff and our team. And yeah, I know this is a really depressing way to start a podcast, but that is, you know, what I was feeling. It's what's led me to now, you know, wanting to share what those reflections in the last few weeks have meant and how I actually came to that place. Because if you've ever heard me talking around goals and sharing my story, I hold, um, you know, my why very close to my heart and I'm a very big empath. I feel a lot of feelings, but being an empath also means that you take on everyone else's feelings as well. And so 
when you're in a place where others around you are feeling stressed, unseen, um, anxious, it tends to build up in you too. So there's lots of different things that I need to work on this year and there's no way I'm going to achieve it. Um, you know, change takes time and also, um, it also, you know, demands a different environment and there's going to be different pieces in 2022 that are very similar to 2021 that I can't control. There's going to be things out of my control on a daily basis and weekly basis that are continually changing. And so in my reflections, you know, it was very much a sense of, well, what can I control? What actions can I take? And I want to talk you through what that has actually, you know, meant, but also what that can then lead to. Because I think how often do we set out for change with an outcome goal? It's what we've always been taught, right? To be smart, to be specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, timely, you know, but I'm a really big believer that smart goals allowed us to miss the point. Um, they didn't actually focus on the action, the habits and meeting ourselves where we're at rather than focusing on something that is finite. And what I mean finite is, it can, you know, most of the goals we come up with are they have an end point or they have a success point, right? And so it might be you're striving for a personal best or you have a key race that you would like to aim for or complete. Um, you have a weight loss goal. Um, you have a, you know, level of body fat percentage goal. You know, there, there's lots of data, there's lots of numbers within them, but it also means that we get to be defined by that outcome goal and our worth and our value gets to be defined by that worth and our value in, in that outcome goal. And, you know, I am not here to say that goals are wrong. Those outcome goals are so important. I am someone who loves having tick boxes and outcomes and things to strive for and, you know, purpose really to drive you forward. And so you'll notice that these outcome goals still become a part of who you are and what you strive for, but they're actually not the first thing we should be thinking about. They shouldn't be the only thing that's defining our identity or who we are. And, you know, when I reflect on what I did wrong when I did Iron Man, I definitely allowed Iron Man to become my why and my identity. It took over everything I did. It was all about training, recovery. It was the it was the thing that people talked to me about, right? Like I was the girl who was training for Ironman. This was before social media, thank goodness, because I can't imagine sharing all of those things again and then having to refine my identity. And it meant that I totally appreciated post-Ironman what they meant by Ironman blues, you know, really unsure of your purpose anymore or who you are because so much of what you were was in that one outcome goal. And so when we're considering... You know, what that actually means when we're looking at how we define success, it got me thinking of what that actually means when it comes to what coronavirus taught us in the last couple of years, particularly when it comes to events and whatnot. You know, if we're looking at, you know, coronavirus and if we had the outcome goal, which I know many of you had in terms of completing an event, whether it be a run or a team sport or um, a triathlon or cycling race, whatever it may have been, if everything that we were about was about completing that or being that, it would have extreme, like it would have threatened our identity. And I think most of us live that, where so much of who we are 
was taken away from us or it wasn't something we could control anymore. And so this flip in the way of thinking actually alleviates that a little bit. And it's why we spend so much time at the start of working with someone of not saying that a weight loss goal is wrong, not saying that a PB is wrong. That is actually going to always be part of, you know, what we talk to you about. If that's what you want to achieve, then that is something we listen to. But we also want to ensure that what we're doing to achieve that isn't coming at the cost of who you actually want to be. So for example, if we just set out for weight loss, um, say you're an active human, you love competing, but you're also you know, in a family, you've got a high career and all those types of things, I could absolutely get you to lose weight. We could absolutely do that. We um, do all the things to achieve a calorie deficit, um, and, but we forget to actually consider, okay, well, who do you need to be as a parent or who do you need to be, um, you know, in your profession or who do you need to be in your training and your competition? Because if I get you to lose weight, but it comes at the cost of being able to be a patient and present parent, or if you lose weight at the cost of being able to recover and do your high intensity, high threshold sessions, or if you lose weight, but it comes at the cost of being able to be productive and patient at work, I think everyone can appreciate the irritability and the hanger I'm talking about here, then is it actually what we wanted to achieve in the first place? And have we actually done it at a cost of who we wanted to be instead? So that's why we always want to ask that question. We don't just want to set out going, oh, well, let's do a PB, because that may come at the cost of um, injury or overtraining or fatigue or the loss of relationships. You know, we could absolutely do that. But who are you? What's your day to day? And what do you need in that space to achieve that? And is it reasonable? Is it enjoyable? Is it actually really obvious in your current lifestyle? And we'll get to that in a second. So if, say, you head out and you want to lose weight, that's your goal. You want to lose 10 kilos in, you know, whatever time point. That can be incredible if you achieve it and it can feel really nice. You'll probably get some different comments, some um, different things over the way. You'll celebrate uh, and you may actually get rewarded for those types of um, things being achieved. However, it does put you in a place of being really unsure of now what when you do achieve it. Um, it can leave you feeling a little bit lost uh, and unsure of the next steps. And this isn't everyone, right? Some people will absolutely continue or they'll come up with another goal and it will continue and snowball into that infinite mindset. However, I also want to put another one out there of say your goal is to lose 10 kilos and that doesn't happen. You don't achieve that. If your goal for, say, this year, this month, whatever it may be, is based around a number, then you are really risking that thought process being, well, if I didn't achieve my goal, then I'm a failure. But when we're talking outcomes, as I've mentioned before, whether it's completing a race or achieving a weight loss goal or whatever it may be, we're actually, we actually have a goal that isn't defined by a behavior. It isn't actually something we can control. I can't control what the scales say to me this day, depending on where I'm at with my menstrual cycle or my fluid intake. I ate eight yesterday. Um, I actually have no control over that. It's like, you know, I really could not predict sometimes what my weight does. For example, for a race, if I set out and my outcome is to finish this race or win the race or whatever it may be, and I get a flat tire 
or I crash out or I get an injury or COVID happens or a flood happens. All these types of things have happened in the last year that have prevented things from happening when it comes to achieving an outcome goal. And so if that thing that we actually can't control, we can't control um, all those things, you know, maybe we weren't focusing in the crash or maybe we were overtired or, you know, but in terms of floods and coronavirus and all those types of things, we can only control actually how we show up and who we are. And does that actually, you know, allow us to be our best selves with the best chance of achieving that outcome goal? And so instead of basing your identity on, you know, what you want to achieve, it's about flipping that to considering your identity as who you want to be, not what. And so in reflecting that, that's kind of the first place to start when you want to make change or you want to make progress. It's about collecting this information in a way. It's about preparing yourself without staying in preparation for too long. So you can control your habits, but you can't control your results. If you want a result, an outcome, we need to actually go back a step and consider what steps, what actions, what habits each day are going to get me towards who I want to be that may actually come with that outcome goal. But they don't have to be one or the other. And so when you're considering what that feels like, I'll give you an example because that can help. This is a big conversation, right? Um, so for me, I could absolutely set out and say, um, you know, I want to increase weight or decrease weight or any of those types of things. I want to run a marathon, let's say. It's not going to happen. As most of you know, I am eternally injured from children. And so I've had to choose other sports. But even, you know, just as an example, those are the types of things that you might be thinking for the new year. Instead of that, I could actually flip it into who do I want to be this year? What... I want to be what, you know, it's a, it's a really hard question and you probably won't actually get it right first go and you probably won't be happy with it first go, but it's a sentence that you can consider, um, you know, you can start to do little things like, you know, imagining who you aspire to be or imagining yourself as this thriving person where you feel your best self and you feel the most like you. So you can consider things like, well, when and where do I feel like I'm the, my most self? Um, when do I feel like I'm thriving? Um, and Or there might be someone that you look up to and aspire to be that you can envisage, you know, what kind of traits, what kind of things are they? And that is what can then lead you to, you know, deciding what those habits are that you want to focus on each day. So for me, you know, something that I've worked on a lot is that my identity goal has shifted over time you know it's changed a lot from you know 10 years ago maybe a bit more now when I was doing Ironman training to now it being all about family and mothering and partner and being the best support that I can for um, my staff and um, our team uh, in our tech startup and so when you ask me the question of finish the sentence, I want to be, it's actually a little bit different, but very similar, um, depending on whether we're talking about my home life compared to uh, work life. And that is completely okay. That identity can kind of really mesh between, I don't know about you, but I don't ever really feel like I've got a work life and a um, home life. And I'm completely okay with that. Balance isn't something that has to work, you know, in 
an ex- like exception of each other. I feel like it balances really about ensuring that I feel like I can hold all the glass balls and drop some of the plastic ones as needed. And that's where I felt like I was really moving into that survival crisis mode last year because I didn't feel like I was doing the best I can. <laughs> While I was doing my best I can, I shouldn't be rude to myself, but um, I wasn't you know, achieving what I would define as success in my life. And so reflecting on what that means for this year, personally, it hasn't changed too much. I still finish the sentence of I want to be with a playful, present and patient parent, that three P's that I just keep coming back to. Um, and if I consider, was I that or did I strive towards that? I definitely felt like the stress and the struggle that I was feeling, um, you know, in work life in particular was meaning that I wasn't showing up as that in the family life as well. I was just completely exhausted, even in the family sense. And that, that hurt my heart a lot. Um, I don't think I'll ever actually achieve this goal, by the way. And this was what makes it an infinite goal. It's, it's aspiring to be something that, you know, doesn't actually have an endpoint. It's just continually considering what's my next step. What's my next action to get me closer to that. Um, that playfulness, that being present, that patience with my family, with my kids and, you know, ensuring that I'm a best self there. What, if you ask me what it is, um, if I consider what I would like to be and um, in my work life and career, I want to be productive, empowering and supportive. They're my words that I just want to keep coming back to this year and it's not about something that's unattainable it's about going you know what I'm not going to do that every day I'm not going to do that every hour but I can have actions and habits underneath that that keep aligning back to that step and so if you're thinking well Alicia this is a bit aloft it's not really um, anything to do with actions and habits this is where that next step comes in right so have a think about how you would finish that habit um, sorry that um, sentence there's no right or wrong I've heard such a diverse range of responses to this question that I never get sick of asking it I thrive on it and I adore it because it is so personal it's so vulnerable that um, and it's never the same um, you know I've heard all the way from I want to be someone who can have a trail walk with a friend without being spent at the end all the way to being someone that um, is considerate of the earth and you know um, like all those types of things like it's it's about what you want to give, who you want to show up as, what who are you wanting to show up as when someone considers how they describe you or explain you. You know, if you want to be really doomsday, you can consider what that eulogy says. How do you want to show up and what do you want to be remembered as? Because I can assure you, I can absolutely assure you that your weight and all of those things underneath that you're probably aiming for or thinking about for your outcome goal is not what people are going to talk about when you are gone and wanting to remember that human that they adored in their life. And that's what I want to get you to. And you don't have to think about it in a really, um, you know, morbid sense, but it can help just really nail how you finish the sentence of I want to be. So once you get that, and feel free to share, as I said, I adore seeing them. So hit us in the DMs, in our socials, comment on the podcast, whatever you would like. 
it is something that we really, really love. We're also adding this as a feature in our app very soon. So um, that is a little teaser that is coming and gosh, it's been a while in the making, but so, so worthwhile the wait. Um, and I'm so glad we waited because we've learned so much. We've changed so much in the last few years. I think if we tried to build it a couple of years ago, we would have absolutely fallen on our face and done it wrong. So um, I'm really glad that we've done other things to lead us up to this point that we've got in our technology to get our clients to this point of being able to vividly explain and describe and have front and center that um, big identity goal that then allows us to consider what those habits and actions are. So let's get to that now, right? So we've all got those few words or that sentence in our head of I want to be. Now consider imagining that person. Now it might be you living that. It might be you being that. Or that might be you imagining, you know, someone you aspire to be. There's no right or wrong in this. Now, it could be, you know, an athlete you're looking up to. It could be a parent or an adult you're looking up to if you're a development athlete. It could be someone on social media. But if it is someone on social media, please be aware that social media is not real. That it is absolutely filtered in every sense of the word, whether it be filtered in terms of content and filtered in terms of imagery um, and looks. So if you can, imagine yourself as yourself or someone you actually know instead of aspiring to be something that could actually be fake. Um, so when we're thinking about that person, what we actually want to be thinking about, well, what actions do they take each day? What do they do each day to help them become that? You know, if we're looking at my example, what actions would a playful, present and patient parent do each day? What kind of things would they do to ensure they showed up in that frame of mind as that person? What kind of things would a CEO do, and this is just my example again, to ensure that they are productive, that they empower others and that they can support others? And this is where I feel like it's been extremely valuable for me to take my own medicine and consider what I also talk, always talk about my clients with because it's actually allowed me to see the errors in my ways of last year, years gone by, because when you're building a tech startup, it's very easy to not have a break. There are always things going wrong. There is always challenges. There's always things that you need to change. And you're doing it in a place where you're low on cash, you're low on people, and you're wearing so many hats that you couldn't possibly take a break. And you've also got FOMO is on top of that, and it feels like a race. And, you know, there's so many things adding up. And, man, it's one of the biggest errors of probably so many people is not allowing ourselves to pause and to actually be. Um, I am busy and I adore being busy. I actually thrive on being busy and having purpose, but I actually realize that I'm, I can actually be creative. And that shocked me. If I allow myself some space and time to be rather than always do, um, I can absolutely have more adventure if I pause. Um, I can be a better parent if I pause. All, all these things that aren't actually shocking when I reflect on them, but are only really valuable in hindsight. And so they're the type of things that um, 
I, I'm considering in this year. And, you know, like when I was talking to my hubby, Dan, um, who's co-founder of Compete, um, you know, he was coming up with all these grand plans of things that we should do this year. So, you know, doing this thing that, you know, monthly that we actually didn't even do once last year, um, doing this thing every day that we struggled to do even once a month last year, you know, so he kind of took on the really big, like, you know, I'm going to do it all. And that in itself isn't a mistake because none of us can do it all. None of us can change that much and that extreme in such a short amount of time. If we're thinking about how we approach diets, for example, it is an all-in approach. It is you are going to change everything about your food intake. You're going to cut it out. You're going to eat less. You're going to change what you're choosing. And what does that actually mean in terms of habits? That means you're going to have to shop differently. You're going to have a different budget. You're going to have to learn how to cook differently. You're going to possibly have to cater differently to your family members. You're going to have to change what you do when you head to work or when you eat out or when you, you know, all of those types of things. And can you consider how much friction that is when you try and do it all of a sudden? Now, if you have some really strong intention and you have some really great willpower, you will absolutely achieve that. But willpower is a finite resource. It is not something to determine whether you achieve something or not. Because when there's that much friction, your willpower muscle is going to wear very thin very quickly. And so what you actually want to consider when you're making change is what did I do, you know, previously? What prevented me achieving this previously? And what step or habit or action can I consider right now that feels achievable, that feels enjoyable? Please don't underestimate that enjoyment. Humans are, you know, basic creatures. We really need to enjoy something to keep doing it. And how obvious is that habit, that action in my current lifestyle, in my current capacity? And if you can't answer with confidence in something that you're aiming to do, don't hesitate to scale it back. Don't ever feel like, oh, there's no point doing that. It's too easy. Or there's no point doing that. It's too small. Because I tell you what, habits that are small add up to something pretty damn impressive by the end. And so when you're imagining and envisaging that person that is thriving, that is the person you want to be, that who, that why, Think about what they do each day to ensure that they show up as that, but then break it down into actions and habits that actually feel doable to you. Now, let me give you an example. I, um, I, you know, mid last year, oh, maybe it was the year before. I can't even remember guys. Honestly, I was just feeling like I wasn't myself. Um, I was feeling like I'd lost my identity, you know, part of mothering, like everything was about the kids. I couldn't really, you know, leave the house for, you know, five, six years. I had, you know, kids two years apart. So it was very, very busy. And I knew to be my best self, that patient, that present, that playful parent, I needed to give myself another identity and another purpose outside of just my kids. And that sounds so selfish when you say it out loud, but I assure you it is the most unselfish thing because it allows you to be the most it's just quality over quantity when it comes to then who you show up as in family life and when I was considering what that meant in terms of action and exercise I couldn't stop focusing on the thing I couldn't do which was run I love running I adore running it was everything that was me when um, you know pre-kids 
And I found myself just resenting and focusing on what I couldn't do. And so when I knew that I had to do something for myself, I was just like, well, I can't because I can't run. But I also knew that I needed to change that way of thinking. I needed to find an action uh, habit that felt enjoyable. I needed to refine movement that I loved that didn't include running. I needed to find something that felt um, obvious. So it was easy. It was achievable. Um, but it was also something that I looked forward to because I knew I could go for, a, say, a cheap gym option but what's the point of going cheaper if I didn't use it, right? If it didn't get me out of bed of a morning, if it didn't get me feeling, you know, cupful, excited for the next day ahead, uh, if it didn't have me feeling like I was thriving. And it just helped my decision of what that action and what that um, exercise then looked like because I was able to go, well, what's the option out of all these options that fit my budget that I'm going to enjoy the most, that's going to add to what I need and who I want to be, which is, you know, um, social, connected, belonging. Uh, and that helped me decide on what that next step and that next action was and what exercise and training looked like that would tick that box. It also allows for different things that I don't always do, by the way, um, around, say, food. Um, so I need to make sure that I keep hanger at bay for a very big personal example, which my husband will attest to. Um, so what does that mean? It means that the this present, this patient, this playful mum eats frequently. It means that I've got food accessible to me that is going to help me feel my best self, my most energized self, not, I repeat, not my smallest self. It means that I want to feel like I'm on top of food and food access also when the biggest time of the day, the most stressful time of the day, between 5 and 7 p.m., is a little bit less stressful. And that means that I do my shopping. This person, this mum, does her shopping on the weekend to ensure that the weekdays feel a little bit less crazy. Sometimes this mum does a little bit of food prep or planning on the weekend, which also makes the week feel a little bit stressful, but sometimes she doesn't. And I do notice the difference. So that's when I'm saying that the actions and the habits that you wanna focus on start to come out once you consider who you wanna be and who you wanna show up as. And that is really where I've ended up. The other piece, I guess, that, you know, just little things that you want to focus on is you don't want to achieve all these habits and actions all at once. You don't want to go, well, this person I'm inspiring to be, in a, I'm aspiring to be would do this, this, this with their food. They would do this, this with their training. They, they would um, turn up here and race there um, because that's a lot of change all at once. And as I was saying, too much change all at once is a lot of friction on your current environment. And one of the biggest key factors to success and long-term change and building of habits is an environment that makes choice easy. It makes choice enjoyable. And it means that you're not constantly having to rely on willpower and fatiguing that muscle every single day. Um, so ensure that the changes that you're making actually fit your environment or allow you to gradually change your environment to something that is conducive to achieving who you want to be. And that environment piece, do not do not underestimate that. So if you are trying to achieve um, you know, changes in your food intake, then it may actually be that the start is, oh, do you know what? I need to actually learn how to cook vegetables or I need to actually learn a couple more recipes or I need to learn to like 
a certain vegetable or, you know, it can be really, really basic and feel so minute. But as you start to go, oh my goodness, I'm now having, you know, veggies at each of my lunches, um, even if they're frozen veggies, or now I'm just in the routine of packing my lunch when I'm cooking my dinner, you know, all of those types of things then build to then being able to do a new habit. And so it takes time. It takes a whole lot of time, actually. Um, But it builds in a space that is gradual and something that you feel like you can celebrate each day. It doesn't come with a finite, oh, I've done this now. It's actually, oh, I'm never finished. This is actually a blank canvas that I continue to build upon and continually add to. And that's the really exciting piece. I have no doubt my identity goal is going to shift and change multiple times in the next five to 10 years. And I'm excited for it. I actually really enjoy reflecting back on how that changes. And the fact that it can change and I can be different or the thing that I aim to be actually changes um, depending on what life throws at me that I can't control. Because what it allows for us to do is focus on what's in our control. And if you look at the definition of anxiety and really consider the root cause of you know feeling um, those things every day, day in, day out, it is perceived lack of control um, or focusing on the things that we can't control. And I absolutely reflect back and go, damn, that was me. And to be honest, I can guarantee you I'll do it again this year. Um, But what kind of things can I put into place that reduce that load a little bit step by step and, you know, continually aim for that personal progress um, toward who I want to be. And, and I think now, like, I'd love to just reflect on, you know, where you're currently at and, who you want to be and how you ended that sentence and uh, if you need help in terms of going okay well what's that next step what does that actually mean that I'm doing what's that habit that action that I need to aim for that's where our team can really come in to help guide that so the biggest thing about how we work how we support is that we are available but also the biggest key thing is that we don't just prescribe We don't want to just tell you what to do because at that point in time, we're not listening and we're not alongside you for the ride. We're coming over the top of you and just telling you what to do without taking the time to consider, you know, what you believe in, what you value, what your capacity is, what your coping level is like right now, and also what fits in with who you want to be. And so once we talk through that identity goal with you, what our next steps are, are actually working towards, well, what? What actions does that equal and what actions and habits can we focus on right now? Uh, And that's exactly how we want to work. We don't want to just be someone who goes, okay, we'll just eat this and you'll be fine. It's actually going, well, what's actually going to work and what stopped you in the past? I know that sounds really negative to be considering, oh, what's actually stopped me from achieving in the past? What's got in my way? But also thinking about what's coming up that's going to stop me? What's coming up that's going to be a challenge, an obstacle um, and my biggest likelihood of failure? And so often we don't want to think about that. We want to be really positive, but overcoming and thinking about, you know, alternative actions when obstacles do arise has actually been shown to be one of the biggest things that help us have sustainable progress that develops over time and that builds resilience over time. And I have said it again, and I will say it once more, resilience is not a hardness. It's not a toughness. It's not just this strong willpower just to get through. Resilience is actually having the speed and the strength to make really positive decisions in times of adversity. It's not about 
just having really great decisions. It's actually about being able to make a decision and have an action because every time you act and you move forward, you actually get better at that decision and that action next time you have that adversity. So it takes time, it takes progress, but it's so, so worthwhile. Um, So if you would like to work with one of our team members on achieving that, not just outcome goal, we still absolutely consider that outcome goal that you may be considering, but instead going backwards and starting with actually who do I want to be and what do I need to do on a daily, weekly level to achieve that and how is that going to help me towards that outcome goal? That's the sense that you want to get to because then you're not defining your success based around something you can't control. You're basing your progress and your success based around something that will develop and define you as who you want to show up and as who as and who you want to be. So really looking forward to having you on board if you are considering um, doing anything in terms of um, improving your relationship with food, strengthening your food decisions, but also you know getting really confident when it comes to fueling any of your activity or um, competition day. And please don't shy away just because we use the word athlete. I think the word performance really evokes what we're about a whole lot better for the main reason that performance is something that defines all of us. All of us want to perform. It's actually central to who we want to be. Performance just changes depending on who you are. That's all. My performance level and my definition of performance was very different 10 years ago when it was all about triathlon and recovery and fueling to now performance is actually very aligned to my why, which is fueling for presence and patience and playfulness and energy and to literally thrive. So um, really looking forward to doing that. Food is a bit of a powerful one. It gets influenced by how we're feeling and what our overall well-being is like, but it also has the power to influence who we are and our overall well-being. So I feel really grateful to be in this profession and being able to impact every single one of you, hopefully just with this little small chat. But if you want to take it further, please reach out. Um, You can download our app for free. Um, Just search Compete, C-O-M-P-E-A-T Nutrition in your app store and you can kind of just play around. There's lots of free recipes um, to get you started. And then if you feel like you need that additional support, um, that's when you upgrade to match with one of our performance dietitians. So thank you so much much for listening along looking forward to hearing um what your big why your big you know um statement is when you finish that sentence i want to be are um and yeah let's do this let's um hit 2022 as best we can and to be honest let's just do so with a whole lot of self-forgiveness and uh, flexibility in how we approach all these situations that are likely to come up that aren't in our control because that's the thing we need to focus on what we can do rather than what we always can't or what's changed. So thanks so much, team. Looking forward to chatting soon. Thanks for joining. Bye.